On today's podcast, we are talking about the process. I'm not going to go into it. Just listen to the podcast, okay? Um, also, we're going to be talking about a weird, interesting home invasion situation. Uh, we're going to be reading lyrics from the most popular song out right now. Trust me, it is the most popular song out right now, okay? All right? Um, I'm going to try to give y'all updates on sports. I mean, basketball season's over. Football season's not here yet. So it's going to be a lot of me trying my best to give you updates on that. Uh, we're going to end it with the crying Jordan face of the week. Trust me, you don't want to miss that one either. Okay? If you're not following me on social media, please walk with Jason everything or go to walkwithjason.com. Okay? Maestro, drop that. Welcome, welcome, and welcome to the walk with Jason Podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I love extending that walk every single time, every single episode. I don't know if y'all caught on, but. It seemed like it's getting a little longer. It gets long. Anywho, that cracked me up. Uh, I am your host, Jason Tyree, a.k.a. A Man Called Jason, a.k.a. Young John Amos. You know what I'm saying? That's right. If y'all know who John Amos is, Google him. Y'all should know who he is, though. He was the father on Good Times. He was the father uh, to Lisa McDowell and Coming to America. That guy, John... Listen, you know, you had your your uh your Uncle Phil's, your Bill Cosby's, uh, or your Heath Heathcliff Heathcliff Huxtables. Uh you had what what uh who else was the other guy? Uh Carl Winslow. You had those guys, right? It's the black fathers on TV. But those guys, you know they weren't whipping their kids. <laughs> James Evans? You best believe JJ and them was getting whippings. I mean, just the sight of him was like, yeah, who getting the whipping right now? I just came on the screen. You finna get a whipping. Oh, my goodness. I could go on a tangent about good times, though, because there's one character in particular that just got under my skin. Ooh, I just couldn't stand. Michael, that little young, the, ah, JJ's little brother, like, Michael, oh, I just couldn't stand his character, dude. Like, oh my gosh. I'll rant about that later, though. Uh, this is episode 13. Episode 13, man. And once again, I'm recording on a Sunday. I, I be trying to record on Saturdays, man. But these past couple of weeks have been kind of all over the place. In a good way, though. In a good way. I, know, I, I don't know if you heard my last episode where I gave my testimony and everything like that about what's been going on in my life. I will encourage you to listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Um, but anywho, tomorrow is my first official workday at my new job. Uh, already went through orientation, met the person I'm replacing, um, met more people there, kind of getting more of an idea of what I'm going to be doing at this job. Part of me is a little nervous because there are certain um, elements of the job that I've really haven't done since college, um, but I'm aware of them. It's not like I'm totally oblivious to what's going on. 
Um, and I had enough in my resume for them to be like, well, I mean, he's capable of doing it. So it's just a matter of relearning and things like that. But I'll I, I be straight. I'll be aight. You know what I mean? Uh, but let me go ahead and give my shout out. I want to give a shout out to my uncle, my uncle Duke, Uncle Wilford Jr. Because Wilford Sr. was my grandfather. Um, but out of my my grandparents' kids, Uncle Duke was the oldest. My father was the second oldest. And Uncle Duke has just been very vital and very crucial, not just in the family itself, but just in my life um, these past past couple of years. Because my dad, for those who don't know, I don't know if you listen to episode one all the way up to now and periodically i kind of mention it but i started this podcast when my dad passed away um so it's been pretty recent i would say well he passed away april 1st um but prior to that you know he was diagnosed with cancer about six years prior to him passing away and since from the time he was diagnosed to the time he passed away my uncle Duke has been by his side the entire time, you know, taking him to appointments, making sure he gets his food, his medicine, pay his bills, even prepare for such a time as him passing away. Um, my uncle Duke is the minister of the family. Um, he actually officiated my father's funeral. Um, he officiated my grandfather's funeral, his dad, which is He's amazing to me, man. And um, I wanted to give a special shout out to him. I love him. Um, and yeah, that's it. I don't want to get too emotional and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's not the wrong with being emotional. I, I know I'm joking about that, but I, I do want men out there, especially black men, to realize that you need to learn your emotions so you can better handle them. A lot of people don't know how to handle their emotions. Um, that's not where I was going with my tidbit because normally I give my tidbit a little jewel of wisdom or something right here. That's not where I wanted to go. I just wanted to throw that out there for free though. Where I wanted to go, however, is kind of in line of the whole walk with Jason thing brand if you will um i've branded myself i guess you could say i branded myself in a walk with jason manner walk with jason everything because prior to me doing that i realized i was doing stuff for other people first and me last and the problem with that especially with a personal brand if you don't believe it if it ain't with you strong then that people are not going to resonate with it. And so I got to a point where, you know, I was really struggling with depression, really feeling down in the dumps. And um, I was listening to, you know, motivational speakers and business gurus and stuff during that time. And I came across Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if y'all know Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Um, and his whole... I mean, he he's a he's one of those types where it's like, hey, stop making complaints. Do the work. Do stop talking. Stop faking like you're going to do something. Do it. 
And if you fail while doing it, you're learning. Just keep doing. And, you know, it's great and it's wonderful after a while. And then you get to a point where, you, you know, man, I'm back at square one. But something Gary said that was very influential um, to my life and I, I practically has changed my life is as far as creating content and I'm not here to hold secrets or whatever I'm doing or whatever. It's just me. I'm authentic. I'm not. It's whatever, whatever. But one thing he said was document versus creating and me being a creative I'm like, oh, I need to create first. And when you create, the problem with creating is you'll sit on something and try to make it perfect before you release it. But documenting is letting people in on your work. It's kind of like showing your work when you're doing long division or multiplication or something. It's like, okay, how did you get the answer? Show me your work. A lot of people don't want to show you the work. They just want you to want you to see the answer. You know what I mean? And so I was like, you know what? If I go ahead and just document and make improvements as I go on or just be transparent, I think it can help a lot more people than just me saying, hey, here are the 10 keys to success. Hey, this is how you can become a millionaire. Come on. Everybody's different. Everybody process things differently. So there's no official book on how to do something. Um, they're they're tidbits and guidelines and stuff like that but come on there's no formula to this it's there's certain principles that you need to apply obviously but everybody got their own journey they got their own walk and when I really got into that depressive state um, about a year and a half ago normally I would have just isolated myself shut off from the world but I was like, nah, I'm gonna spin this around. I'm gonna document everything. And me documenting everything, and there's been days where I was like, you know what? I don't even wanna get out of bed. I don't think I can do this. Um, I feel like giving up. Um, I guess this is life, stuff like that. I've had those days, you know? But I made sure that I was transparent. Of course, I'm not going to tell y'all 100% of everything that's going on in my life. That's just irresponsible. Um, I have people in my life that I do that with. But for the general public, I still want to document my journey. And that's not to say that, hey, now that I found a job and things are finally on the up and up after a year and a half of job hunting and things like that. That's not to say that this is the end of the testimony. This is the end of the story. No it's going to continue to build and i want y'all to continue to walk with me grow with me and i hope that it resonates with someone that says you know what life is a process and that's the key point that i want to get across life is a process you can't skip the process a lot of people try to skip the process they try to avoid the process and they have their many vices that help them do that whether it's drugs, narcotics, clubbing, spending, eating, whatever it is, your vice that helps you try to escape um, the process, the process is always going to be there. It's always going to be there. You know what I mean? So 
eventually you're going to have to deal with the process. You know, it. you can't just have a fun night with a significant other and then the next day you're giving birth. No, it's a process. You got to go through the morning sicknesses. You got to go through your body changing and you can't see yourself. And for men, you got to go with, well, committed men. You have to deal with you know, um, your wife mood swings and, and cravings and stuff like that. It's a process. Then at the end of the nine months or whenever the baby comes out, you have an end product. And you love that end product so much more. You know what I mean? But yeah, life is a process. Um, and you shouldn't skip it. You shouldn't. It's there to make you stronger. It's there to give you better options because you could be thinking, okay, this is what I want. But you go through that process and you realize, wow, I actually wanted something greater. You know what I mean? So don't skip the process. Ladies and gentlemen, do not skip the process. Go through it. Go through the hell. Go through the bad season. Go through it. Keywords through it. Okay? Go through it. Um, and, you know, my father always used to say, you live long enough and you keep at it, good things are bound to happen. I kind of wish he was here to see me finally get the job because that, like I, get, like, like I said, every time we used to talk, he, he, the first two questions, hey, how's your family? How's everybody doing? The house? Great, dad. Good. How's the job hunt coming? Ah, still working on it. Well, I know it's coming, son. Don't worry about it. You're very talented, and I believe you're going to get it. And um, I did, Dad. I did. Anywho, um, that's that. We're going to go to the next segment. I'm going to give my two cents on something very interesting. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to the Walk with Jason podcast. I am your host, Jason Tyree, and I'm here to give you my two cents on a particular subject. Normally, what I'll do is if there's something on my mind, something on my heart, or if there's something in the news, I try to stick with news stuff because it's we're talking about society and things that happen in society. So I want to, you know, stay to relevant topics. Um, but sometimes you come across a news article that you're like, this needs to be discussed. And I want to discuss this particular incident because there's a couple of layers to it. And I've seen like in the comment section when I, I've read this story, people's opinions about it. And I kind of want to just throw this out there, give my two cents and feel free. Um, you know, if you follow me on social media, walk with Jason, everything, um, tell me what you think about this particular situation. Okay. Situation at hand is a California homeowner recounts terrifying moment intruder tried to bust into her home. Okay. Um, surveillance, surveillance footage has captured a disturbing moment. A woman allegedly tried, I don't know why they say allegedly, because I, the video clearly shows her trying to break into the home, but says a woman allegedly tried breaking 
into the California home of a retired police officer in a scene described as something out of, quote unquote, The Walking Dead. Christina Paul uh, was home alone and terrified when she heard someone breaking a window at her Fresno home, she told Inside Edition. When she broke through the window, that was a big shocker, she said. The woman could be the woman could be heard yelling, let me in. Of course, I'm not going going to let a crazy person in my house, Paul said. What is going on? The alleged intruder yells. I will shoot. I have a gun, Paul warned. Why? The woman yells. Paul, a retired cop who owns a gun, keeps in her home. Uh, she owns a gun that she keeps in her home. She called 911. Get the F out of my house. Paul repeatedly yelled as the woman asked, what are you doing? So if you're not following the story so far, this random lady is trying to break inside of a house. And I guess in her mind, she thinks it's legit and it's okay. Like, hey, why are you trying to stop me from breaking in your home? Um, I'm just trying to get in. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, yada, yada, yada. The, room, the woman managed to rip off a screen. Paul said that when the woman reached into the, her window, it felt like a scene out of The Walking Dead in which a zombie reaches through an opening. Thankfully, police arrived before the woman could enter the home. Police shows up. He says, do you live here? The responding officers heard asking the woman. No, I don't, she replies. So why are you banging on the door? The cop asks. Because my friend was there, she said. Obviously, your friends don't live here, Paul told Inside Edition. Why don't you leave? Paul admitted she was close to pulling the trigger of her pistol before law enforcement arrived. She added, it was a very scary situation because I'm having to think of someone else's life and the situation in order to protect my own. Hannah Nakagawa. Did I say that on the first try? Look at me. Nakagawa. That's an interesting last name. A local first grade teacher, wow, was arrested and charged with misdemeanor vandalism. Wow, she was a first grade teacher. Trying to, something must have been up. Authorities are considering charging her with attempted burglary and being under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Wow. What an interesting first grade teacher. And, hold on, story continues. In an odd twist to the story, Paul said a police chaplain later arrived at her door. He introduced himself as Nakagawa's father, she said. I am the father of, and immediately I screamed, no! I said, you shouldn't be here, Paul said. She said she called the police to complain. Authorities told Inside Edition they are investigating the incident. Wow. Okay, there are uh, a few things with this story. Um, one, 
A lot of people in the comment section were saying the homeowner, who was the retired police officer, was a little dramatic. Um, because the woman could have been running from a very dangerous situation and was just trying to seek refuge. Ah, okay. I, I mean, maybe in the development of this story, because I think the story is still developing, because this still kind of leaves you with a lot of questions. But maybe that'll show up. Maybe not. I don't know. But the other half of the comment section was like, listen, as a homeowner, you come on my property unwanted, trying to break into my home, ripping screens off and trying to break windows and stuff. You going to get shot. OK, you going to die. And so you had that dynamic going on in the comment section. Then in the comment section, you had. Um, you know, black people saying, wow. The police showed up real nice and calm and just asked her questions and she survived. She didn't get shot. Wow. Wow. And, you know, we, we, we know the narrative of that. We could go there. I'm exhausted. I don't even want to go there. But that was another topic that came up in the comment section of that. I bet you if that was a black person trying to break in, they would have been dead. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's that. Um, the fact to me, here's my two cents. She's a first grade teacher. Her father's a, a chaplain on the police off, um, force. Uh, for her to be charged with attempted burglary, that's obvious. But the fact that she's being charged with being under the influence of something, because it said alcohol or drugs. So they're not 100% sure yet what it is, but they can tell she was under the influence of something. The fact that she's being charged with that as a first grade teacher, going to random people's houses in the middle of the night trying to break in, eh, something's up. Something's up about that. It's a little weird to me. It's a little weird. Now, the the police chaplain who later arrived at the lady's house. I see it both ways, like I see from him as the father and being on the police force, he was going over there to apologize because in another story, it did say that that was the reason he showed up to apologize on his daughter's behalf and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't say it in this story, but I did read it in an, another version of the story. I get that. That's great. That's fine. But it probably would have been better if you would have called. Instead of randomly showing up because your daughter already randomly showed up. And she's already. Paralleling this thing together as the walking dead, so. I don't think it was the best move for the dad to show up to apologize again, simple call or something to that effect probably would have been better. Anybody showing up to her home at this point, she's going to be paranoid, terrified. So I get it. On the other hand, I think she still was a little dramatic and not hearing the dad out. 
because he was, you know, he stepped up to the to the uh, door and was like, hey, you know, who is it? I'm the father of, and he didn't even get to finish. <laughs> I'm the no, you shouldn't be here. Like, again, I understand her paranoia, but ah, you know. Anywho, that's a very weird and interesting story to say the least. Um, want to get your thoughts about it? Please hit me up on any social media platform. Let me know what you think of this story and your thoughts on it, where you lie in it, because there are a lot of layers to this story that you could really point out and be confused or mad about. And I want to hear from y'all. Tell me what you think. Okay. All right. Well, I will catch y'all on the next segment. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the podcast, the Walk With Jason podcast, it is. I am your host, Jason Tyree, a.k.a. A Man Called Jason. And this right here, this right here, <laughs> is the lyric reading of the week. Um, I couldn't avoid this song if I tried. The song is everywhere. People are doing the In My Feeling Challenge. I mean... Everybody's doing it. Even Will Smith was in, I don't know, where was he in Budapest or something? He was somewhere random and he's dancing on top of a, a freaking bridge, like doing this challenge. This is ridiculous how widespread this challenge has become. The song is stuck in my head. We all want to know who Kiki is and why she doesn't love Drake. It's everywhere and it's annoying. <laughs> but before I get into the song, because I'm going to do the lyrics for that song. Before I get into the song, I want to talk about Drake himself and how he has somehow turned things around. If you remember about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, him and Pusha T were in a rap battle. OK, they were going at each other and Pusha T talked about Drake's mom, Drake's dad and his abandonment. And his wardrobe, he talked about Drake's best friend and his sickness. He talked about Drake's baby's mom. He revealed that Drake had a son, which Drake did not reveal, but it ended up uh, being true. Um, He really talked about Drake very personally. And I was like, wow. And, and, you know, the Drake defenders are like, well, Drake has always talked about it openly anyway. Yeah, tongue in cheek, it's spread out amongst many songs. But when you consolidate all of those things into one song in a mean and vicious manner, I don't care if you said it before or not. It's still vicious. It still hurts. It hurts so much that Drake got on social media and was like, man, I've really been going through a lot. You know, da, da 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 It hurt so much that OGs in the hip hop game had to come through and be like, you know what? Don't respond. Wow. Okay. So at that point, let's go ahead. Let's say this because it's okay to say this. I don't know why people are afraid to say you took an L, you lost. That's life. You lose, you win. It's it's okay. Drake 
lost the battle, okay? It's fine. And I think he was willing to lose the battle and not respond because he had a bigger win in the making. And that win was his album, Scorpion. And it definitely was the song In My Feelings because that song is everywhere. Drake just recently broke the Beatles record. It seemed like everybody's breaking the Beatles record lately. So, But Drake is just really killing it as far as breaking records, making the bill. The song, the album Scorpion had 25 songs on it because it was a double album. All 25 songs made it into the Billboard 100. Who does that? Drake does. Because Drake knows how to make hits. So, yeah. Um, it's amazing how in the span of almost two months, Drake went from catching a devastating L to everybody singing his song and doing challenges to it. And honestly, nobody's really listening to Daytona now. I mean, are you listening to Pusher T right now? Nah. And I'm from Virginia. You know, I was biased because Pusha T is from Virginia, you know. I'm hearing Drake. So I think Drake knew that he was going to get the bigger win in something else. So he picked his battles. He chose wisely. You know, this wasn't Meek Mill. He's like, you know what? It's not even worth it. He spent about three or four songs talking about his son. Yeah, you know, da 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 da, da I got son. Um, but anywho, it's very interesting how Drake... Drake handled all of that, and he came out on top. That boy, Aubrey. Anywho, uh, let's get into the song In My Feelings by Drake. I am scrolling through this thing. I don't think I'm going to do the whole song. Yeah, I'll probably stop somewhere. Anywho, let's do the intro. Trap Money, Benny who I guess is the producer. I love how producers shout their name out at the beginning. Producers should be getting more credit um, because it's not all about the rapper. Eric B. and Rakim, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, you always kind of mention the producer and the rapper. You missed that. I missed that. And I'm glad they're kind of bringing it back. Um, but anyway... Uh, let's go here. Let's see. Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? Say you'll never ever leave me, leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always. KB, do you love me? Are you writing? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you. And I need you, and I'm down for you always. That's very nice. That's a very nice chorus. It it, it expresses love. He really dealt with emotions. I, I kind of mentioned it in a previous segment. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to talk about your emotions. You ain't got to be horror all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm a horror, cuz. I'm horror. You know what I mean? All day, every day. I'm horror. Nah, man. Chill out. We know you're hurting inside. It's okay. Talk about it. Deal with it. Anywho, so Drake is in his feelings, and whoever Kiki is, he wants to be with her. I don't know what Kiki's doing. 
Uh, but anywho, let's let's go. Huh. Let me read this connotation here. In my feelings is an upbeat club mixed love letter to Kiki, KB, and the members of City Girls. The track rides on Drake's heartfelt singing and honest lyrics, wondering if they s still love him. Ah, uh, who is City Girls? I, I'm going to investigate that. Anywho, let's get into the verse. Look, I'm the new me. Wait, that's not what he said. Look, the new me is really still the real me. I swear you got to feel me because they try and kill me before they try to kill Let's try this again, because I've really got tongue-tied here. Look, the new me is really still the real me. I swear you gotta feel me before they try to, before they try and kill me. They gotta make some choices. They're running out of options. Because I've been going off, and they don't know when I'm stopping. And when you get to topping, I see that you've been learning and when i take you shopping you spend it like you earn it and when you popped off on your ex he deserved it i thought you were the one from the jump that confirmed it trap money benny i buy you champagne but you love some henny from the block like you Jenny. I know you special girl. Cause I know too many. Yeah. You special. You loyal. These lyrics are straight to the point. Like if you can't follow along. You need to stop listening to music. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, Interesting. Cause he says different names. Now he's saying, Risha, do you love me? Are you writing? So you never, ever leave from beside me, yada, yada, yada. JT, do you love me? Yada, 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 yada. City Girls, Drake, and Magnolia Shorty. So, ah, they're the members of the girls who are, I guess they're sampling. They're a part of this song. So he's, okay, I see what's happening. Um, two bad bees and we kissing in the wraith. Kissing, kissing in the wraith. Kissing, kissing in the wraith. Wraith is a very nice vehicle that you can drive. It's worth, it's worth more than most people home. Um, I need that black card and the code to the safe. Code to the safe, code, code to the safe, safe. I show him how that Network. F that Netflix and chill. What's your net 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 worth? Because I want you and I need you and I'm down for you always. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's bad and I'm down for you always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who's back and I'm down for you always. D down for you all. Black bliggy bliggy black bliggy black Blake. D down for you always. I got a new boy and that N-word trade. Okay. That's uh, very interesting there. I think I'm going to stop there because um, 
you know, he goes into it, Kiki again, and yada yada. And Little Wayne is on the song as well. Yeah, so I'm sure you've heard the song by now. If you haven't, feel free. Go Spotify, YouTube, turn on your radio, listen to your kids sing it. I'm sure you're going to catch it. Go on Instagram. They're shooting videos of the challenge. People are dancing. You're going to hear the song. Um, That's that. That's the lyric for the week. Lyric reading for the week. And uh, I got nothing else for you guys here. Because <laughs> I definitely don't want to sing the lyrics again. I'm done with the song. And we're going to move on to the next segment. Okay? So keep it locked. Yeah, 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 Kiki, do you love me? Are you fighting? And you never, ever... Oh, I'm recording? Oh, man, you didn't even tell me. I told him I wasn't going to sing the song. It's stuck in my head. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome back to the podcast. Walk with Jason podcast. That is... I am your host, Jason Tyree. AKA a man called Jason. <laughs> this right here, we're going to talk about some sports, you know? I can't really be too petty about these sports because, to be honest with you, I really, really don't watch any of these sports like talking about it, except my Yankees, dog. Let's talk about Yankees real quick. Yankees, 27 rings, bro. About to be 28. We out here killing folks. On the field. Had to throw that in there. Um, the Yankees are over 30 games. Um, over 500. We're 30 games plus over 500. Because we're excellent. Um, that's pretty much all I can say about the baseball season. Uh, I, I know the Cardinals manager got fired. That was kind of... Yeah, it was kind of a shock, but it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway... Ain't got nothing to do with the Yankees, huh? <laughs> 27 rings, bro. About to be 28. Anywho, uh, what else happened? Manny Pacquiao. That's my guy. I like Manny. I was rooting for him every single time before the Floyd or try to get Floyd to fight. I'm just not a Floyd Mayweather fan. I respect his work ethic and all that. Um, but I've just never been a big Floyd Mayweather fan. Sue me, whatever. My guy, Manny Pacquiao, that's my guy. He, you know, he got washed in a couple of fights, but he fought this past weekend and got his 60th win. That's, that's pretty impressive. Shout out to Manny Pacquiao, um, to the homie there. Yeah, that's it for that. This segment might be short because basketball season's over. I don't know what Kawhi's doing. I care less. I'm very bitter towards him now. Tony Parker's gone. It's just a new season, a new everything for the Spurs. Try not to get down and depressed about it. But, you know, it's whatever. We've been ruling and reigning and being excellent for 20 plus years. So I guess we can take a few years off, rebuild. We're going to be all right. 
Anywho, um, oh yeah, how can I not talk about this? Because it's probably the biggest news of the day. France, spoiler alert. Well, yeah, I think the whole world will know by now. Anywho, France, they won the World Cup. They beat Croatia. And what's funny is I'm so not into soccer like that. But I had a few guys that was like, watch out for France. They could win it all. And I was like, France, really? Okay. Lo and behold, France wins it all. So I, I guess shout out to France, you know. Yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> uh yeah, can't really think of anything else. Uh nothing that's worth uh getting excited for. You know. Okay, well, I'm gonna go ahead and end this segment. <laughs> It really isn't nothing to talk about sports wise, man. This is like the dead spot of sports this year, man. Um, Serena Williams, oh, whatever's coming to my head, I'm just saying. Uh, Serena Williams almost won her tournament after you know being gone for maternity leave. So you know that's that. Uh, I don't know what Tiger's doing these days. I think he's doing something. Oh, him and uh, uh Mickelson, the Mickelson, him and Mickelson's trying to do like a one-on-one golf tournament thing for like $10 million because they got money to blow like that. So that I guess that'll be interesting. I don't know. Hopefully that manifests. Kind of see that battle going on. Um. Yeah, guys, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to prolong this. I'll meet y'all in the last segment of this podcast. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Are you? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) All right. Keep it locked. Holla at y'all in the last segment. Peace. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. The Walk With Jason podcast, that is. Last segment of the uh, episode. Episode 13. 13 episodes, man. That may not be a lot to, you know, veteran podcasters, but this is pretty dope for me. And I'll be honest with you. I don't get the numbers um, that I would like for the podcast, but I'm also not caring that much about the numbers because at the end of the day, it's just for me first. If y'all benefit from it, great. If not, okay. I may make a push again. It's on 16 different platforms, including Spotify now. Whoop, whoop. We're on Spotify. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm really doing this for me. Because at the end of the day, if y'all don't ever hear it, at least I can leave something for my kids after I'm gone. To be like, wow, that's the journey my dad took. I didn't even know half of the stuff that we were dealing with because I was young and I was a kid. So, yeah, that's that. Anywho, um, last segment means only one thing. Crying Jordan face of the week. Who gets the crying Jordan face of the week? Uh, uh, who gets it? Uh, uh, you know who gets it? 
you know who gets it? His name is John Schnettner. Is that how you say his name? John Schnettner? A.K.A. Papa John. Papa John's. I know y'all had Papa John pizza. You know, the joint that tastes like cardboard paper and garlic grease. That, that joint. I can't front, man. When I was in college, that's all we ordered, Papa John's. So I feel some type of way about it. And for some reason, out of all the pieces you can order from, with Papa John's, to me, it just did not taste that great without the garlic sauce. Like, you had to dip the joint in the garlic sauce. Like, if my garlic sauce was missing, there would be problems. So I had to make sure my garlic sauce was there, and I was dipping that joint in there, and it was delicious with the garlic sauce. But if you didn't have the garlic sauce, it tastes like cardboard trash. Okay? Anywho, Papa John's is really going down a spiral since siding with the NFL about something uh, concerning the national anthem. Then something happened. I don't even know. I can't even remember all that happened with Papa John's in the last year or so. But they lost their sponsorship with the NFL over something. Now, something new has surfaced. The embattled pizza chain Papa John's on Friday moved to erase the memory of founder John Schnatner. Literally. That sucks. You're the founder of a company and you had to get kicked out because of your actions. The chain with 5,212 locations said it would remove the 56 year old executive likeness from its logo, promotional materials, and other marketing efforts. Days after he drew heat from using the N word during an intercom and an intercompany conference call. <laughs> wow. In addition, Major League Baseball has discontinued its Papa Slam promotion with the Louisville, Kentucky-based company. And at least 12 Major League Baseball teams, including the Yankees and the Mets by Friday, dropped local sponsorships. They already lost the NFL. Now they lost it in uh, the MLB. Golly. Also on Friday, the University of Louisville said it would remove Shatner's name from its football stadium. Dog! Talk about... Wow! This dude... He is not having a great season in his life. The blowback from the remarks seems to have troubled investors. At the end of the day, man, the investors... Investors are sensitive, man. Papa John's shares dipped 12 cents on Friday to $53.55 after rising sharply one day earlier when Shatner stepped down as chairman of the company. Dog, to, to be a founder of a company, you created this company and it gets so big that you can't do anything stupid or else you get kicked out of your own company. Good Lord. Okay. In response to the re reprehensible remarks made by Papa John's founder and owner, the New York Yankees are suspending their relationship with the company. 
The franchise said in a, in a prepared statement, said the Mets, the highly offensive comments by the founder of Papa John's are completely inconsistent with our values. We immediately suspend promotional activities with the sponsors prior to our game Wednesday night. The 34-year-old piece of chain plans to hire an independent expert to audit all the company's processes, policies, and systems related to diversity and inclusion, Chief Executive Steve Ritchie said in a statement. Ritchie stressed that the chain with 120,000 employees or is it 12,000 employees? Because the comma's in a weird spot. I don't know if they need they need to work on that. Um, and franchise team members is more than just Shatner. Eric Steifer, who works with Fortune 500 companies and CEOs on overcoming crisis, told the Post that the company is making the right move in distancing itself from the executive. They need to take John Schneider and put him and the SpaceX rocket and send them to Mars. <laughs> Scheifner said, his face is radioactive. It's the kiss of death. On Friday afternoon, Shatner, in an interview on WHAS, a Louisville uh, radio station, said he was pressured. <laughs> hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. He was pressured to use the N-word during the conference call. <laughs> okay. All right. The agency was promoting that vocabulary. They pushed me and it upset me, he told Terry um, Minners. All these names. I'm tired of saying. Anyway, it caused a lot of grief for my community, for my university, Sh um, Shatner noted. My employees are distraught. They're crushed, and it's all because I was sloppy and I wasn't sensitive. It's the same mistake I made on the NFL comments. Bruh. Wow. The executive caught flack in January when he said Papa John's, a longtime NFL sponsor, saw his sales get dinged because of the league's player national anthem kneeling protest. Those comments led him to step down as CEO. And during the NFL cutting and the NFL cutting tides to the chain. Sonny Bonnell, chief executive and branding agent Mato, said that after some knee-jerking reactions by the chain and rebranding, things should settle down. Despite the damage in Shatner's toxic state, Scheifter believes the turmoil will blow over and the chain will be okay. No one is going to care about this in a month, Scheitner said. <laughs> okay, first of all, no one's going to care about Papa John's in a month if they aren't already not caring currently. They're in a heap of trouble. I mean, I know he's doing PR work and saying, oh, we'll be fine. No, nah, man, listen, we thought Domino's was out of the game when their, their pieces was sucking and they did the whole rebranding. That rebrand has really kind of saved their company. And now Domino's has stepped up above Papa John's now. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. But the part I want to, he was getting crying Jordan face of the week anyway, but I really want to zero in on the fact that my dude got on a radio station and said <laughs> he was, he was pressured <laughs> into saying the N word because of the agency was trying to force. How, 
did they put a gun to my guy's head? Did he not remember that he's the founder and, and well, he wasn't the CEO, but chairman of this company? Like, you don't, I can't walk up into a Fortune 500 business as an agency and get the founder of the company to say what I want to say. Force? Ain't nobody force you to say that? Are you kidding me? Is that the cop out you're trying to use, bro? Really? Really? Dog, you need to take a Jordan face, crying Jordan face, sprinkle garlic sauce all over your face, and go on somewhere, bro. Because ain't nobody forced you to say these things. Nobody forced you to make comments about the NFL. Nobody forced you to use the N-word. I can't believe my dude was still trying to cop out at the last minute. Like, fam, no, you in the wrong. Twice. You see where it got gotcha. you. You see where it got gotcha. you. Pizza Hut is in the cut like, yes. Yes, we ain't even working for this. We just, they're just coming to us. Oh, this is great. Good Lord. Anywho, Papa John's, you get the crying Jordan face of the week. My goodness. <sighs> you forced me to say the N-word. Get out of here. Anyway, thank y'all for listening to this episode. If you're not following me on social media, please do. Walk with Jason. Everything. If you can't find me for some odd reason, go to walkwithjason.com. You get all that information and more on your boy. On your boy. You want to check me out, man. Go to my website, walkwithjason.com. Anywho, that's it. Hope you have a great week. But before you go, I have one question for you. That question is, who wants to walk with Jason?